Hey folks, I'm Tom. And I'm Vince. Welcome to Friday Night Beers, a show where two guys who know too much about pop culture and not enough about beer try some beers and explain them in a way that you may understand. But that you probably won't, and it'll only make sense to us. Either way, we hope you'll be entertained. Vince, have you ever been to a hockey game or a sporting event where they play the national anthem before? Yeah. Have you ever been to one where they play another country's national anthem? It's literally only happens in hockey or in uh, when the Raptors play. Yeah. What national anthem is that? Hmm. That's a toughie. All right. Let's say it on three. One, One two, two, three. Canada! Canada! Yeah, I didn't really have a good segue for this. Listen, but. I thought about like throwing a <laughs> stupid joke in like Madagascar, but I didn't want to disrespect one of our top listening countries. That's right. The, the Canadian nation has been one of our biggest supporters from the beginning, and they continue to be. We appreciate you. In fact, we appreciate you so much that we went to your city. Bang, bang. Specific. Your city. <laughs> now we're coming <laughs> to your city. city. We, I guess we should have said country, but same thing. <laughs> we are coming. Technically, it's a city in Canada. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're not wrong. We're drinking a beer today called La Fin du Monde. Yes. Roughly translates, just kidding, exactly translates to the end of the world. Yes, we speak French fluently. Um, yeah, this is a this is an international product from the great nation of Canada, specifically in Chambly. Uh, Chambly, is that Chambly, 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 Quebec. Uh, Vince, real quick, do you know how many provinces are in Canada? Uh, I want to say seven. The answer is ten. Yep, we'll I was quick, close. Quickly go through them. British Columbia, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, Ontario, New Brunswick, Newfoundland, and Labrador. And then, of course, you've got Quebec. So, interestingly enough, I used to know how many there were, and I used to know many of them by name, the way that you just listed them off. There was one of those talking quiz globes. Do you ever have one of those? Yeah. We got one for Christmas, and... Uh, it for the USA and Canada, it got overexcited. So for like Canada, it would go a Canada question, <laughs> and then for the USA, it would go a USA question, and then the rest you knew that they weren't in the US. They or weren't. Canada. They weren't excited about yeah, the Mongolia questions. The way that they said Saskatchewan was fantastic. But let's let's talk a little bit about uh, the beer and where it's from, which is a place called Unibrew. Unibrew, yes. So, Unibrew is, as they describe themselves, an avant-garde microbrewery inspired by the stories, legends of Quebec. Since 1992, Unibrew has brewed with passion, joy de vivre. De vivre? Sure. Uh, I don't I know. Know. That's I our French and daring. Thanks to the ambition of a dedicated team, the first brew of Blanche de Chambly has now become a company of a hundred artisans who brew distinctive premium beers. We're pioneers of craft beers in Quebec, growing just as fast as the new generation of consumers and brewers that we've inspired. Um, It's an interesting story that is essentially just businessmen trying to make business happen. I don't know how else to describe it. There was a, a, a businessman named Andre Dion who wanted to buy a specific brewery. It didn't work out. He bought a different one, and then those breweries merged and sort of 
as I understand it, became Unibrew. They focus pretty heavily on Belgian-inspired beers that are re-fermented in the bottle, which is unheard of in Belgium, apparently. <laughs> but it still goes by the Belgian style. Yeah, but it's it's Belgian-style Trappist monks. And as far as a what a Trappel is... Tom, do you want to you want to throw a little info in there? Yeah, so the name Trapel actually stems from a part of the brewing process in which brewers use up to three times the amount of malt found in a standard Trappist table beer. And admittedly, I don't know much about Trappist table beers, but it sounds like they're going uh, triple the amount. Yeah, it feels it feels like a Trappist table beer is essentially when you're thinking about like a, an OG brew. You think Germany and you think the Belgian monks, the Trappist monks right. specifically. Right. So typically these are, you know, bright yellow, but they're a little bit darker than your average Pilsner. And it's going to have like a big, dense, creamy head. Boy, that didn't sound right. Expect a <laughs> complex aroma and flavor. Um, spicy uh, fennels, powdery yeast. Um, it's going to be sweet, and it's also, most importantly, 9% alcohol, this particular beer. Yeah, so description-wise, you're, you're pretty good there. One yeah. thing that they added here that is worth noting is a tribute to Quebec, the land encountered by 16th century French explorers who thought they'd reached the end of the world. Boy, a lot of explorers uh, have made that mistake. Um, pretty interesting stuff there. We've seen, we've come across a couple of breweries where the website gives some recommendations on food pairings. This is no different. Where they do differ a little is they have a, uh, a sommelier portion of it. So you hit, you hit the link there to the sommelier portion and it goes on and it tells you kind of what you should expect to taste in and what, what environments are the best to drink them in? So it interesting, unique. It's um, one of the more unique website devi- designs I've seen in a while. Um, Do they use Squarespace? You think? I, I, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. I, I don't think this is a template. We're available for a sponsorship, by the way, Squarespace. Um, Vince, I think we should just get right into it. This is out of a bottle, so we can't crack, but we can pop it. And cheers. Okay, so I did give. Yeah. Oh boy! Yeah. See, this is we're really bad at this. <laughs> I think I just need a better one on my. Yeah, my keys. me too. Me too. Very simple bottle, but it tells a lot. It's literally got the nation of Canada on the bottle. Okay, and it is a specifically is it, that's Quebec, yeah. Also, observation: there's beer literally less than a millimeter from the top of the bottle. Have you ever seen that before? I've never looked, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have to start looking. Yeah, there's usually like a, I want to say an inch gap. This is just like ready to burst out of the seams. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna give it a sip. Wow. Um, That's good. It's good, but it it had like a sour start for me. It start it started to taste like a sour from the beginning. And I, yeah, I'm not. I I don't know. I'm gonna have to. I think this is one that I might prefer out of a glass. I'm not sure why, but well, let's take a look here. Do we have a bottling date on here? I'm wondering. I don't see one. Is it in front? It's strong. It's strong. I'll taste it. <laughs> it's strong. You you taste every, it is really every one of those nine percent. You know what my my initial thought is like this is like if someone spiked an Allagash White. Yes, that's very that's really good. Oh yeah, I mean it's like it's almost like you're having 
Like hard alcohol. Yeah. Really, really strong and powerful. Yeah, right at the back, you can taste all the booze. I, you know what? We don't usually do this, but I I don't think I can give this an accurate ranking unless I pour it in the glass. We should so just I go think right we're away. Go right into that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is a first for our show. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people say we wait too long to crack, but not only have we cracked, we're, we're going right to the glass. And I, it's a very bad pour. And it also pours out really fast. Very foamy. Mine's yeah. incredibly foamy. Okay, so this is this has been, just to give a little more background, this is an award-winning beer the world over. Yes. This is supposed to be one of the best. The first time I had this was at a little place in Chicago called Guthrie's. Whoa, I've been there. I have, yeah, and... Uh, it was good. I remember it being very, very good. I had it from the tap, obviously, so I've never had it from the bottle, but this is, we're talking about royalty here when it comes to beer. So my Canadian beer journey actually began in Orlando, Florida, when I went to Epcot. Yikes. And when you go to Epcot, they have this, they have all the countries, and we started in Canada because we were told that's what you should do when you drink around the world. So I had a Molson. Nice. And... It dawned on me when I was there that uh, the only other Canadian beer I had even heard of was Labatt Blue. Oh, yeah. Right. So those are like the two two of the more popular ones. And since then, I don't think I've thought about any other Canadian beer until today. To be honest, I thought this was a French beer. I'd no, I had no idea. I mean, it's French-Canadian. I had no idea. This is... I'm going to give this this foam time to, to slow down right. here. But I think what immediately jumps out at me is this might be we've talked a lot about beers that were high abv and they didn't taste like it and this one absolutely does yeah the this might be an odd comparison but this reminds me of like when one of your film buff friends like recommends a movie for you that's like a really popular in the film community and then you watch it, and you're like, you're not sure how you feel about oh, dude, it. But it's you're like, like Citizen Kane. <laughs> it's this like is, it's like Citizen oh, Kane. Oh, like you know you're supposed to like it, but then like if you don't get it, you're afraid to admit that like you don't. hundred percent. Yeah. I watched Citizen Kane, and I was right. like, it's just it's interesting because you, so much of the reason that Citizen Kane was like was revolutionary is it did a lot of things that hadn't been done before. But guess what? Yeah. Once something gets done for the first time. It happens over and over. So we're looking at this through the perspective of like, yeah, that's not new to me. And it's hard to put yourself in the shoes of somebody who had never experienced that before. And so for me, yeah, Citizen Kane, I I, listen, it was a good film, but I didn't love it. Well, I think it's, to make a more modern comparison, like the movie Roma was really well received on, uh, on Netflix. It was Alfonso Cuaron. It was like a black and white film in Spanish. It was about his childhood. And like all these film Twitter people were like, oh, what a masterpiece. What an amazing, beautifully shot movie. And, and I was like watching it. And I'm like, this is just a boring movie about a family. Yeah, nothing and, happens. <laughs> nothing happens. Right. And like I'm not saying that this beer is like unenjoyable, but I almost feel so separated from it. That it's hard for me to like contextualize what it means to me. That yeah, sense. that's fair. Yeah. I mean, you're you're basically looking. It's also the the immediate challenge of touting it as a world renowned beer. Yeah, like it's immediately you pour it and you or you pop it, whatever, and you go, 
okay, let's see what you got. And you can't, you can't yeah. start like that. But that's unfortunately what it is. And I have, I've had this before, and I remember thinking, oh yeah, this is great. I've never had twelve ounces of it before. Okay, they so you just had a little. Well, they usually serve them in those those little guys. The little, uh, I, I don't even know what they're called. Little eight ounce. Like pours. goblets, you know? Yeah, I know what you mean. But you're right about the strength. I mean, even I've had a couple sips now out of the glass, and it's not any less strong. It's still like. Okay, so it's there. It's still right. there. So, okay, we're talking about La Fin du Monde. We're talking about the end of the world here. Yes. What's the best end of the world movie that um, you've seen in maybe the last decade? This is the end. This is the end. <laughs> this is the end. This is the end. Was incredible. That was fantastic. <laughs> Jay, I didn't know you were in town. Good to see you. <laughs> Danny McBride's is just a treasure the whole time. <laughs> and the ending is hilarious when uh, they they ascend up and the Backstreet Boys do a concert. It's yes. pretty incredible. So Spoiler, sorry. Yeah. So this is the end. Where I thought you might go is the Cornetto Trio. What? Yeah, have you heard of this? No. You've never, I, I may be incorrect, but it's called the Cornetto Trio. And it, it is Simon Pegg. Oh, uh, those guys. Yes, Nick. I didn't know they had a name. Well, no, no, no. It's not that. The Cornetto Trio is the, what they called the three movies, I believe, which was another one about the world ending. It's called At World's End. At World's End yeah. is one. Not to be confused with Pirates of the Caribbean. At world's Please end. don't confuse the two, because you'll be very upset. Sam Claflin and Penelope Cruz is in it. She's Blackbeard's daughter. Oops. Yeah. Um, but it's it's that one, and then it's Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Is that that's one? And then what's the third Hot one? Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz. Those yeah. are the three, and they're supposed to all kind of work together. And it's all about like I think Cornetto is an ice cream that they like. That has three flavors okay. in it. I'm not 100% sure about this part. Well, only two of those movies have apocalyptic consequences. Because Hot Fuzz is just about, like, cops. No, isn't Hot... Wait, is Shaun of the Dead... Is Simon Shaun Pegg of the also, Dead... He's also a cop? Yeah, but that's about zombies. Yes. So he's Which a cop. I always right. equate, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a nuance. But, yeah, if I remember at World's End... They there's a bar called World's End and an yes. alien invasion is sort of happening in the town. They're just trying to navigate through it. Okay, um, Edgar Wright is his name, right? Yeah, he's the, the guy filmmaker. who directs it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, the the truth is, there's a lot of movies that have world saving and world ending consequences, but there's not that many that are explicitly about the end of the world. I mean, one of them. I did an entire podcast on the show about uh, Don't Look Up. Yeah. Which uh, I thought was going to be, you know, not as harshly received as it was, but it turns out that that's absolutely what happened. Well, okay. So I, I've had it out of the glass now, and you're right. It is. You're riding the lightning. You're, you're taking this all, as far as like 9% go. I was very, I came into this very much thinking that because it was a lighter beer, because it was going to be a lighter color, and it, it talked about a little bit of a step up from Pilsner, that this might be something that you could really suck down. But you cannot. you got to savor it. It demands your attention. This is one of the least crushable things we've ever tried, in my opinion. It demands not only your attention, but your time. And I can't think of anything 
outside of like Christopher Nolan movies that have done that. And I hate that we're going back. Oh, we're going we've, back. We've been there for, but I mean, think about it. When's the last time Christopher Nolan made like a sub two hour movie? I don't think he's ever done that. I, he's, it's always these very intense flavors and these like increasingly hard to understand plots and then followed by just really great well, let's filmmaking. Just, on let's top just of go it. there. This is Memento. This ties back to what I said earlier in the I show. Would, I would even go farther than that. So Memento is how he burst onto the scene. What was his last movie? His last movie was Tenet. Bang. That is tough. That demands your attention. That. That literally takes every ounce of energy you have. And that, yeah. that's what we're drinking here. This takes a lot to get through. I think to what I was saying earlier about like you having an intellectual film conversation, like Memento is one of the go-to things for this, where it's like a brilliant script, an amazing concept, something people talk about a lot. But if you just are a casual movie watcher, you're going to be confused as fuck for like the first seventy-five percent of Memento. Yeah, and then if you pay attention, you're rewarded in the final fourth by having it all kind of click. Tenant, I've seen it twice now, and once with subtitles, and even with that, <laughs> I was still like, I'm not totally sure what <laughs> happened. I just know that I saw a lot of cool shit, and I consider myself like the number one disciple of Christopher Nolan. You know what? I got another one for you. Have you ever seen Snatch? Yeah. If you've seen Snatch, you know Brad Pitt's character, Mickey. Yep. And Mickey is a bare-knuckle boxing champ amongst the what do they call them pikeys yeah right which is a the gypsy community and he is this rail thin maybe what how tall is brad pitt five nine oh uh, i think he's like five eleven but okay yeah. so he's fairly tall but you're he's bad this, with heights I, <laughs> this is well documented all right the point being he is just this rail thin guy that you you wouldn't think would knock anyone out then you're told he's a bare-knuckle boxing champion. And you're still like, yeah, but come on, look at him. There's not an ounce of fat on him, and he doesn't have a ton of muscle. And then you get in the ring, and remember, you're told, just like we were, that this is 9%. You're told that he's going to knock you out, and you're like, yeah, but come on. And that's the Pilsner action. That's us talking about that it's like a Pilsner. And then in the ring, yeah. take a sip, bang. That's it's tough sailing. You taste every everything. Yeah, and I also think that like that movie, you have to really be in the right mood for something like that. Because if you don't, if you don't like Guy Ritchie's style of filmmaking, if you don't understand English accents and you know the slang very well, you're gonna really be kind of like walking into a tough situation. Much like a lot of these Christopher Nolan movies that have these intricate plots, like. You know, you can't really be on your phone. You can't be, you know, talking to your significant other in between scenes. Like, yeah, you have to stop what you're doing. And like, I feel like that's exactly how I would describe this beer. Like, you really have to one appreciate beer a lot. Yep. Two, be in the mood for like a slow sip. Let it, I guess, sit with you. Let it simmer. I can't imagine, you know, having. More than one of these. In, Which in is night. shocking. Yeah. I mean, guys, the color is blonde. Right. It's a beautiful beer, and it does taste good, but it's 
it's just like it saps the energy out of you. It's yes, yes. It's like the the best way I can describe it is that there's so much alcohol, and there's just not enough places for all that right. alcohol to go. This is my envisioning of it right in my strange head yeah and so what happens is you take a sip and you're like oh that's good and then they're like we got to get a ton of booze out here too here it all comes here it all comes and then you're like whoa easy we didn't need that now i mean i don't think we could possibly do a christopher nolan based episode and not bring back the best uh side character in our universe (laughs) Give us a little Michael Caine. What would Michael Caine say about this uh, this beverage? He'd say that maybe he's had enough. Maybe we should have stopped at 6%. Maybe the world didn't need a 9% Pilsner. I mean, what are you playing at? What are you trying to do here? Are you trying to knock me out? I'm an 80-year-old man. You can go and fuck yourself. And now we can hear uh, from Bane about this... I didn't say that the world was going to end. I said we were at the world's end. And that is a key difference. Indeed. I don't I don't think we should proceed any farther. I think I we think should so wrap either. it up. We gotta give it a score yeah. and uh, then we can wrap it up. So um I'll go first. I gotta be true with how I'm reacting to it. Uh, I like it. But I can't give this any higher than a three out of five Toms. I just think that it's it's too it's too much. It's just too much for me. And I'll admit it. And listen, maybe we got an old package. I don't know. It's entirely possible. I'm absolutely willing to try it in the future because I've tried it in the past. And I remember it being pretty good. But off of this tasting alone, I agree. I got to go low. 2.75 out of 5 Vinces. It is tough. You know, I went in kind of thinking that I'd have a, a pleasurable experience with a 9% beer. And shame on me for thinking that. Yeah. But, I, I just... <laughs> I, I'm certainly not... Around. I'm not an alcohol prude, but this... Yeah, this particular concoction is just not... It's not totally for me. And that's, that's totally fine. Like, listen... We're trying to learn stuff. We're trying Dude. to spread our our wealth of knowledge and just our our coverage across the globe. And we know that Canada is a big supporter, so we had to try it. I feel like I feel like Rocco right now, and this beer is Elmo, just assaulting me verbally. <laughs> Maybe that says more about us. Rocco's not a rock. He is a rock. Whatever. I this it's tough. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, I would I would say what, what would you recommend people drink this with um i would say drink this with um a hearty burger something <laughs> something the, to, the biggest meal you've ever eaten yeah you know? do it to make sure you got a full stomach for sure um but yeah i think we should wrap it up thanks everybody for for listening especially our canadian listeners uh please continue to support the show subscribe rate and review us on apple and spotify wherever you get your shows we will read your good reviews, and if they're bad, we'll, we'll probably read them too, honestly. Yeah, so welcome to the Findu Show. <laughs> Please follow us on social media as well. But until then, I'm Tom. I'm Vince. This has been Friday Night Beers, where we have clear eyes, full cans, must booze. <laughs> <laughs>